Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Shot Callers, presented by 48 Minutes Network and 48minutesnetwork.com, where you can find uh, all your articles, podcasts, and that's on the NBA content, and we also have a bunch of college basketball stuff up too. We're doing a college basketball show at Braxton Brewery in Covington, Kentucky. That's going to be March 20th at uh, 7.30, so make sure you uh, check that out. Um, you can peep the Twitter for more info about it. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. We're going to be doing a live pod. We're going to be having some uh, ex-D1 basketball players there, some guys from Xavier, uh, stuff like that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Come by, grab a beer with us, and talk some hoops. Uh, we also have a really awesome pod up uh, from At Large Bid that just went up about the UNC-Duke game. So make sure you check that out. We're going to be talking about Zion Williamson in this episode. Um, they talk about Zion for maybe the first um, 15 minutes or so. They go into a bunch of stuff, but they do talk about Zion, so I would uh, recommend checking out that episode first, or at least the first 15 minutes of it before um, really diving into this one. But uh, without further ado, here we go. I said I'll always remember the wood grain I never said I was angry, but I think I'm still in misery. But it's what I needed, and it took me by surprise. Sometimes I think I'm never Alright, so I'm joined by Ben Brown. Ben, what's happening? My brother, what's going on, man? So much. I have not seen you in a minute, and I'm missing you. I know. You. I told you, I, I, I felt like FaceTiming you. I know. We haven't I, seen each other in like three weeks. Like I it's just, been forever. I just sent you a picture of, of me in my, uh, in my gear. So, in my podcast gear, I'm wearing my Becky Lynch wrestling shirt. So. Oh my gosh, you have the man shirt on. Of course I do. She's the man. So. Um, that that is dope, my friend. It's nice. That is dope. Like they have like acid wash shirts, so it's good stuff. Um, let's get into it, man. Yes, uh, sir. Not a ton of NBA stuff going on, really, the last week. Uh, we had the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. Since then, uh, each team's played about, what, two to three games? Yeah, two to, yeah two to three games. Two to three games. Uh, and we're, we're going to get into some of the drama that's happened uh, during those two to three games. Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest story, we can all agree, uh, didn't even happen in the NBA, but it kind of happened with the NBA and the future of the NBA. And mm-hmm. that is the Zion Williamson story. Absolutely, man. Uh, like, like I said, uh, at large bid kind of covers um, covers it really well from a college angle. So I would recommend everyone going back and giving that a listen first, uh, the first fifteen minutes or so, talking about Zion. But essentially, I mean, we all know the story. We've all seen his shoe explode a trillion times on mm-hmm. ESPN and on Twitter. Um, he puts his foot through a shoe. He has a uh, a tweaked knee. He's going to be out for about a week or two. Um, it's what a grade one. Yeah, grade sprain. one sprain. Yeah, that's yeah. what they called it. Luckily, it wasn't anything worse. And right away, the NBA comes out the next day and says that they are formally proposing to change the age to get into the NBA from 19 to 18. Mm-hmm. Did you think that these two things are connected? 
they, they said, guys, guys, seriously, this is this has nothing to do with it. I know, right. I know right. that our biggest marketing tool in the last ten years, uh, Zion. I know that the most, <laughs> the most talked about prospect in ten years um, just got hurt, and, and right. everyone was calling for our head, but nah. Yeah, nothing to do with it. <laughs> nothing to do with it at all. I'm not buying it. Yeah, I'm not buying it. No, I, I, I mean, I think that um, when when that happened, uh, the collective NBA had, uh, what do they say, the proverbial balls in their throat. Um, wow. I, I think that I, th- I mean, <laughs> never I never heard I mean, that. I mean, they, they definitely. I mean, it was, it was, it was the real deal. I mean. You got to think about it. Like like we just mentioned, this young man is probably the biggest prospect we've had. Um, I, I mean, I dare say since LeBron. I mean, he he's going to be the number one pick. Um, he's going to be the guy that Nike, well, we think it's Nike. We're not really sure now since he blew through his shoe, but it'll still be Nike. I, I don't think that Nike's going to lose that, but they're going to throw an absurd amount of money at him. Um, you know, and they're going, you know, they're going to make sure that he has his signature shoe. Um, he's going to be, become the face of the league. So when he goes down and he's injured, that is, that is a shot to all of basketball, not just college basketball. So for them to turn around and be like, you know what guys, we need to reconsider this whole 18 and 19 Let, let's reconsider this age thing i there's no doubt in my mind that was uh not a coincidence i mean they 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 definitely linked those two things together yeah i i agree with everything you just said there um i think that this was quickly them looking at zion who's going to be the new face of the nba i i think um and of course mm-hmm. we don't know what the you know 2020 player you know what i mean who they really are we have the ratings but we don't you know i mean we don't really know them that well uh we don't know who's going to be coming in 2022 you know what i mean so we don't know who's going to be the face but it's looking like zion williamson is going to be a name that we're going to be talking about for the next 10 to 15 years right um and you know on every nba podcast i think that it's going to be tough to go an episode without kind of mentioning his name um for quite some time so i think that i think that the nba knows that they have something really special here and um they want to handle it right and i think adam silver has done a great job handling um Mm -hmm. most issues i think his uh whatever you want to call it his disaster control or crisis management Mm -hmm. um is excellent and i think that's that's why we heard the story that the nfl wanted him um, I, th- that's to me, that's the biggest difference between the two. The crisis management, mm-hmm. if there's ever a situation, I just feel like I always think, man, he handled that really well. Yeah. And I also, too, I think that he is a, he is a guy that listens to the people. And I think he's a guy that listens to his players. Um, Silver does a great job of understanding where the players are coming from. Um, so I, just for example, um, the NFL, as far as, you know, players, and like I said, this, this doesn't mean that I agree or disagree, but, you know, when players are kneeling during the anthem and all this stuff, like the NFL kind of was like, ah, you know, they kind of skirted around it. They really didn't know how to handle it. I mean, people were kind of weighing in on different sides. Um, I felt like Adam Silver 
em- embraces and understands the meaning and not just the action, if that makes sense. Like he kind of understands that. So he, you know, he pushes guys to, you know, push equality and, and gender equity. I mean, I think he does a great job of that. And once again, I mean, we've praised that Adam Silver in the NBA before, but I think, like you said, he's great at, at any kind of crisis management, any kind of um, issues. He does a great job of just always being in control of everything and having a pulse on his league for sure. Yeah, it does seem like he does have that connection with the players. I feel like he could talk to LeBron James and have a, a good, productive conversation with him. And I, mm-hmm. I, I think he, he does often. Um, and I don't know if that same thing is happening in the NFL. You know right. what I mean? Or other leagues, really. Um, I don't know if, you know, the MLB commissioner is talking to Mike Trout or anything like right. that. So right. um, I think that he's handling it really well. And my understanding is that it was proposed in the past mm-hmm. and that it just resurfaced and he was trying to really push it through this time. Um, so I, I do think it was a knee-jerk reaction as far as them wanting to get it done ASAP. Because of, I mean, we saw what the internet did the second he he uh, hurt his knee. Absolutely. Uh, so it it did seem like the internet kind of went the route of he should never play college basketball again. Right. And right. Um, t- producer Tim uh, at Tim Daniel Four, I think on Twitter, um, he tweeted out the the Charles Barkley thing, where Charles Barkley said, you know. We're basketball players. We play basketball. I played a bunch of years. Shaq played a bunch of years. You know what I mean? All these players played a bunch of years, blah, blah, blah. Um, he should play basketball. Do And I, I have mixed feelings on this topic. Mm-hmm. Do you think that he should play basketball again? Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. Like I, I would love to see him play. Um, I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure how important NCAA basketball is. I guess to to him. I guess I don't. I don't know. It's it's a difficult situ. It's a difficult situation. Um, well, he, I, he I do came, agree. He came out and said that he would want to go to college for one year, no matter what. Right, and, but I, and, I do. And that yeah. sounds great. We don't know. You know what I mean? How how much truth there is to it? Maybe it's hundred percent true. I don't know, but right. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but I I mean, I, I I get what Charles Barkley's saying, and I do understand that that you know it's not about it shouldn't all be all about money, and it shouldn't be all about you know uh, you know other things, but that guy is going to make a substantial amount of money, substantial, and to me. And I I go back to football because that's what I know, and I, Ohio State like Nick Bosa, he tore his like abductor muscle or something in like the third game of the year, and they said he could be back in like a month, and he just shut it down all completely. You know, he just shut it down altogether. So he was like, I'm done. I'm not going to play anymore. I know I'm going to be the number one pick in the NFL draft. They've already told me I'm going to be the number one pick in the NFL draft. There's no need for me to play. Everybody knows what I can do. And I kind of feel that way about Zion. Like, I would love to see him play in college and, and all that stuff. That doesn't, you know, if he wants to do that, that's great. But if I'm being told that I'm going to be the number one pick and I'm being told that, you know, I am going to be 
everything that everybody wants me to be. I'm going to get all this money. I'm going to be able to play. Is it really worth it? I mean, is it is it worth running the risk of, you know, what if it's next time I take a bad step and it's an ACL or it's a, a Achilles or an ankle or whatever? Like, is it is it worth that to play in a couple of NCAA games? I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think the the Nick Bosa one is super interesting, and that's one that that Tim and uh, that they brought up on at large bid actually, right? And I. They said the main difference, and I think I agree with this, is that it's such a physical sport playing football right. that you're putting so much wear and tear on your body um, to where I think that's a little bit different, I, I think. Right. Um, right. But I will say that the, the argument to that is look at Michael Porter Jr., who was number, you know, he was number two on the ESPN Top 100 recruits mm-hmm. in 2017. Mm-hmm. And he didn't go second overall, you know what I mean? Right. He f- he fell down the boards. Look at Bull Bull, you know, Bull Bull was I think fourth on the uh, mm-hmm. ESPN Top 100 for this recruiting class, mm-hmm. and now they're saying he's a late lottery pick, if a lottery pick at all, um, because of his injuries. And I don't know how that, how you know what I mean? I don't I don't know how that's all gonna affect it, um, but I do think that Zion has benefited from playing in college because. Mm-hmm. Because before, I mean, R.J. Barrett was the number one recruit this year. Uh-huh. And I think that most people thought R.J. Barrett was the number one pick. Right. And now, in my opinion, it doesn't even seem like it's a conversation anymore. Everyone's saying that Zion is the number one pick, period. Right. Um, and so Zion benefited from it. If Zion didn't go to college, you know, would he get the same shoe deal that he's going to get? Right. Probably not. Right. Right. No. Yeah. There's no. I. I yeah. I agree with that for sure. I. I. I definitely think that college definitely uh, switched his lot um, for sure. Because you get situations where you get like Donovan Mitchell, who's who just came out. He was like a the forty third overall recruit. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't go to college, you know, does he get drafted? I don't know. Maybe later. Maybe in the second round or so. Yeah. Um, and he's gonna his rookie contract is gonna be really bad, and he's gonna miss out on money actually because mm-hmm. he didn't go to college, and now he has a shoe deal with Adidas. Um, but then you get guys like Scal, you know, if Scal Abissier didn't go to college, he was a number two overall recruit, you know, right. and he would have gotten paid, but at the expense of the team would have been worse off. You know what I mean? Um, the team that drafted him would have been worse off, and yeah. And they wouldn't have got know. their money's worth. I, yeah, I see and they wouldn't got saying. their money's worth. So it's like who who really – I guess my question is who do you think benefits the most from the players getting – being able to be drafted at 18? Because I look like – I look at guys like um, – I don't know, like Carl Anthony Towns, how he went number one. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, eighth overall as far as a recruit. Where college – being able to play in college I think helped him move up to number one and get yeah. get more money. Um, so there are players that are benefiting from going to college. And again, Zion, I mean, we, we, we both agree that we think Zion's going to get one of the biggest shoe deal contracts in history, right? No doubt. No doubt. Yep. And out of high school, I had doubts about him. I thought, I don't know, he seems like he's just a dunker. Yeah, I was going to say, that's all we saw is right. our highlights. Yeah. And so I think that there are players that are benefiting from college. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... 
I don't I just don't want the pendulum to swing too much in the conversation yeah. where it's like no, no one should ever go to college and college is only bad for you and you if you go to college you lose money. Right. Cuz I don't know if I I don't think I agree with that either. No, I think I that don't. there is some medium. I think and I think the next conversation to really have is paying the players and how does that all work with the G League and stuff like that mm-hmm. and endorsements. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it it's a um there's got to be a way because I I agree with you. I do think that players need college um because there are a lot of players that like PJ Washington for instance at UK. Um he played his freshman year and he decided that he wasn't good enough to go to the league so he came back. So it's like for him, he has definitely benefited because now I don't I don't really look at projections, but I mean he's going to be the SEC player of the year, I would assume. I mean he's had that kind of season um and people are looking at him as as being a legitimate NBA prospect now because before they were not. So um it definitely benefited him coming back. So I, yeah. I don't know what the, I don't know what the happy medium is. I don't like it when kids go to the league when uh, at eighteen with no college, because I don't feel like I feel like that college that one year of college. I mean, unless you're a LeBron, I mean, it's it's let's admit it. There's it's special talents that can go from eighteen to the league. I mean, everybody that's done it is a Hall of Famer. I mean, Kevin Garnett, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant. I mean, Kobe Bryant. I mean, there have been. Well, you have your Kwame Browns too. Anthony Simons. Anthony Simons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but you know, you get you get you, you have to be a pretty special talent to, in order to make it at eighteen in the league. You know what I mean? You do. So I, so I don't I, I think that college I think college benefits most players. Um, but there are some I don't know how you make that um I don't know how you make that work with 18 19 like it's it's just difficult yeah and it's really difficult again talking for, about you know uh decisions someone should make for their money and their livelihood that's mm-hmm. a really difficult conversation to have saying hey i know that this money's on the table but you should you should do this or we should make rules that would control your money in this way that's that's Correct. a difficult conversation to have for sure i yep. do think that it's really difficult, and, and for that reason, it's really difficult for me to find out um, how or if NCAA should pay their players. I think they should, but I have no idea how much they should pay the players. I mean, no idea. Yeah, I mean like, that. Yeah, like I, literally, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand where I would even start to begin to understand the pay scale of how to play, pay those players. Right. Yeah. I, I don't. I because that I if mean, you went it, into a to a fortune 500 business that was making 1.1 billion dollars and they said hey we're not paying our star employees and you said okay we got to pay them it's like all right how much do you pay those players at this company i have no clue yeah not a clue but i i think oh go ahead go ahead no no i agree with you i think that i think that you you have to figure out something where they should be getting some some kind of stipend i mean like you said that's a it's a billion dollar business, um, and you walk into a lot of these universities, bookstores, um, and they've got uh, players' numbers on their back. They've got jersey sales, TV money, 
Um, and for them not to get anything from it, I feel like is is, a, is kind of a travesty. But like you said, how do you figure out what they get? That's that's the big one. Yeah, and and I think here's what I would like to see first. Um, because I think that the whole paying the players thing, that's going to be a huge issue that's going to take a long time to fix, mm-hmm. uh, or at least more than a year or two to fix. Um, I think that the first thing I'd like to see is let them get endorsed by, like, a Nike. If Zion wants to sign with Nike today, he should be able to. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you shouldn't it, – it's one thing to not pay someone, but then to say, like, someone else can't pay them, um, to me yeah. that's, like – I don't even really see the case for that, in my opinion. So let people be endorsed so that they can make money. And then let people make money off their likeness, like you said, their jersey sales. If they can make a cut of their jersey sales and get endorsements, I think that that's probably the first step um, of many steps that needs to happen. But that's kind of what I would like to see. Um, I I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I just can't even... I can't even see the argument for not letting them really be endorsed, or and sign an agent too. There should, you know, to <laughs> I don't know. It seems <laughs> it seems crazy yeah. to say like come come to college, take a finance class, and then they're like, oh cool. Well, I would like to hire an agent that's like a professional in this and can really help me make smart financial decisions. They're like, no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. Can't do that. Yeah. What so. kind of sense is that? <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah. But there, yeah. there's a lot of work to be done. I do. Uh, Tim, is Tim in there? Is Tim in the studio? With Tim, you? Is, yeah, he's he's next to me. Tim, can, do you know if John ja Morant was uh, was ranked in the top 100 for recruiting? Do you know, or can you find that out? Oh, I can find out. Don't you worry. Okay, I'm gonna put you on that because I think that that's another example of a guy that is probably a top five guy now. Um, oh yeah depending on yeah. what conversation you're having um definitely seems to be top 10 maybe top five some people go as high as top two and if he's doing that by going to college um i just think that that again kind of evens the scales a little bit more um, yeah he's so, making himself a lot of money by going to college he's making himself a ton of money yeah. and if he came out i don't know if people really see that the value in him um i guess the first thing is i want to see if he was recruited but uh yeah we'll uh i'll i'll let tim follow up with me uh yeah he's his fingers are going a mile a minute right now he's love it he's scrolling through. uh while tim's doing that i want to kind of pivot a little bit tonight yeah. is the academy awards absolutely and tons of uh tons of winners out there um like black panthers winning a bunch tonight it mm-hmm. seems like bohemian rhapsody seems to be a big winner Absolutely. and um i think the typical conversation to have about movies is what's your favorite basketball movie we're not going to do that because spring hill entertainments and lebron james just recently announced space jam 2 is official with a uh, release date and I want to know from you, and uh, we can we can do this together. Who do you want to see in Space Jam Two, besides LeBron James? Who mm. is who is on the Tune Squad with him? Um, 
Is there anyone on the Monstars or associated with the Monstars? Who should be in Space Jam 2? Uh, let's start with, uh, I think uh, his first one will be Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Chris, I love that yeah. one. Yeah, I think Chris Paul being it. I mean, um, he's got a little bit of acting experience. Um, I think that Chris Paul has has to be one of those guys that are on the Toon Squad. Um, he's a grand, or the godfather? No, LeBron James is the godfather of Chris Paul's kid, or the other way around? Uh, it's other, yeah, one of those, yeah. Yeah. So, I think he's, he's going to be uh, one of those that will be in there for sure. Um, the next one, uh, part of the Toon Squad, I would say Kevin Durant. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, I think Kevin Durant will be in there. Um, for some odd reason, I want to say a part of the Monstars would be Steph Curry. Really? Yeah, I, that, I that think... That one shocks me. I, I think yeah. that LeBron James, that that's the narrative LeBron James wants. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I was trying to... I think you're In praying, my head. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, LeBron James yeah. has won you over. Steph Curry's the bad guy. I'm He's the, the good guy. Exactly. And I think that's where he wants to be at. <laughs> in his head and in mine, that's where he wants to be. Do you think Steph uh, Curry would play a role that's not uh, a, a good, you know, not a, he's not a bad right, guy. Yeah. It's a kid's movie or whatever. But, it's a, but more the villain. Um, he's, he's had a really wholesome, um, friendly, you know, yeah. appealing to young I, kid's career. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure if he would play it. I mean, they'd probably have to. I mean, he had to offer him a lot of money to do that. But I think that it would be a lot of fun to see them play off that, off of that kind of yeah, good versus evil. You know, Golden State versus LeBron. Like I just think it would be fun, even though Kevin Durant. I mean, he well, Kevin Durant will be a free agent, so he may not be there. So yeah, you know. So all right, here's uh, here's uh here's one I would like to see. Okay. Um, Kyrie Irving. Oh, oh, he was on my list. Kyrie Irving, <laughs> yes. the Uncle Drew movie, right? We we've seen yes. Uncle Drew. Um, Kyrie definitely wants the spotlight for sure. LeBron and Kyrie clearly still have a good relationship. Mm-hmm. I think that Kyrie Irving could be on the squad. The problem Absolutely. is the problem is the backcourt is going to be stacked up, right? Mm-hmm. Cause I and I don't know if this is on your list, but Dwayne Wade. Oh, he's got to be right. Like Absolutely. Dwayne Wade is is like maybe his number one, his real ride or die. Um. Oh yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know what's and that. I, what's that backcourt rotation on t- on the two <laughs> squad? What's the backcourt rotation? Also, there's uh, uh Isaiah Thomas, the the young short Isaiah Thomas. Um, tweeted that he wanted to be in the movie. Okay. I know that him and LeBron didn't have the best relationship, but LeBron's been very supportive of of IT since he left. Right. And um, I could see him being in it. I could see that. I could definitely see that. I I also, you know who else is 
who he likes is Kevin Love. I think Kevin Love could be in it as well. I thought you were going to say Kevin Hart, and I'm now. Con- no. <laughs> I'm, listen, I I actually think I'm being so serious. I think Kevin Hart could be in this movie for sure. Oh, yeah, there, yeah, for that, sure. Because <laughs> you need you need a comedian. You need yeah. like Bill Murray. You know what I mean? Bill Murray played a a role. Um, yep. A pretty big role in it. He did. You need a a big, famous comedian in it, and I feel like Kevin Hart just totally fits that role. I agree. Yeah, he's he would. Uh, and of course, they're boys. Of course, so yeah, I think Kevin Hart, uh, being one of the hottest guys going, um, if he's got time to do that movie, I think he would be in it for sure. All right, tinfoil hat. Do you think there's any chance that Anthony Davis is in this movie? What? <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt about that. We <laughs> signed, sealed, delivered. Yeah, yeah, that's no doubt. This man's soon, got hey, an IMDb page already. Already. Hey, as soon as he signed with Clutch, baby, it was on. You know yeah. what I mean? He was like, "Yep, I love it." Case get my move. Catavius Caldwell Pope. <laughs> Let's get it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, AD, AD's a lock. He is a lock. Now you have to have some um, some Hall of Famers in there, the yes. the Charles Barkleys, the Patrick Ewings, uh, yeah. Larry Johnson. You know what I mean? They had they had a good amount of the famous um, Hall of Famers in there. Yeah. So who? I don't know if there's any like older players that would be in it. Oh man! Do you see Charles uh, Barkley coming back for this one? I think Charles Barkley could reprise his role. I, I think Patrick um, Ewing would be out. Patrick Ewing would be out. Um, I do think maybe Magic Johnson could move in. Oh, that's such a good one. Yeah. That is such a good yeah. one. Magic Magic could move in there. I mean, wow. Magic's got a face for movies, baby. I mean, he's he's he would love that. I'm really, really upset I didn't say Magic Johnson. That's <laughs> such a good one. I'm jealous of that. <laughs> yeah, I can see Magic moving in there. Okay, that, that would be that would be fun for Magic. I think he would enjoy that. I I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I also think just anyone that's ever been on the show, The Shop, has a chance to yeah. be in there. I think Drake has a chance to be in there. Um, yep. He's what is it? He's producing, or he's he's one of the the he's, he's one of the producers on two yeah chains. he's one of the yeah he's one of the producers on two chains is i mean are we would we be shocked if two chains was in it oh not at all yeah not at all that wouldn't shock me in the least yeah anyways it's uh i'm looking forward to space jam 2 we still got a few years before it's even out i think they're um they're doing it this summer is when they're filming it but, yeah um yeah i think i think we got a i think we got a good squad there I know. I I'm excited, it. man. I, I mean, of of course, the original Space Jam is so iconic. Um, to have a Space Jam two uh, with LeBron, um, he's he's got to go all in. So you're going to see all the stars. Um, I think he's going to give it everything he has. He's going to call in all his favors, and you may even get Michael Jordan in it. No, I don't think you don't. Th- you I don't think, think so? he wants Michael Jordan in it. Yeah. Here's here's a hot take. I don't think LeBron James likes Michael Jordan that much anymore. I I don't yeah, I would I I kind of agree with that. I think he's I think he is tired of the comparison and I think that he feels like he's a better player. I do too. And I I think that 
let's shut the door on the Michael Jordan uh, Space Jam, and let's open the door to the LeBron James. I think that's kind of what he would want to do. <laughs> shut him out. No, no mention or anything. No reference. <laughs> yeah, remember when we did this before and saved the mm. world? And it's like, nope, don't remember it. Move nope. on. Right. Move on. We're out of here. <laughs> um, any update on John Morant? Do we know if he was? Yeah, hold on. We have calling him in like. And on the phone, we have Tim Daniel. Our uh, where's like the bullpen car? We have uh, t- producer Tim Daniel. He's our uh, head. So John Morant, according to twenty four seven, was a no star recruit. No Actually, star. Doesn't even, have, doesn't even have a picture on twenty four seven. What? And then he had on ESPN. He was not listed either. Let's put this into context. You know, it was two hundred in that recruiting class. Zaire Smith. Wow. Whoa. That was a deep recruiting class. A lot of those guys didn't work out though. Like Billy Preston was the fifteenth recruit. And he was nasty. He's still nasty. He needs an NBA job. Wow. That's insane. And I I know that this is like again the most unpopular opinion right now, but I do think that this is one of the reasons why you have people go to college for a year. You yep. get players like John Morant would honestly, I don't know if John Morant would ever get a paycheck from the NBA um, at a high level. Correct. I think that John Morant, because there was a rule in place that made him go to college for a year, he had the big stage in an NCAA Division One school, and he's been able to prove it, and mm-hmm. that is going to get that man hella paid. Can you just thank Auburn for that? Secure the bag. Secure the bag. <laughs> this, this, a lot of people think that if you have someone go to college, they're just never going to, you know, they're not securing the bag. But in fact, there are a lot of people out there that are doing the opposite. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's that him going to college has made him a millionaire. Well, soon to be millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> Quote unquote, as producer Tim would say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, if he just went to like Kansas or Arizona, he would already be a millionaire. <laughs> oh yeah, no doubt. <laughs> we saw that. that was that was an at large bid, producer Tim. I hope you uh, enjoyed that one. Yeah, yeah. If he was a if he was at Kansas, he already would have secured the bag. That bag would have been that bag would have been locked and stocked, no doubt. Exactly. Um, so let's get back to the NBA. Let's talk a little bit about this playoff race. We're now in the final stretch, uh, the last third of the season, and we're really seeing these races kind of dwindle down to just a few teams in each conference. Let's start with the Eastern Conference, where both your and I, my team, lie. Uh, the Pacers and the Pistons. Yes, sir. Right now, the Pacers are holding on to that third seed, which is crazy to me. No, and, and don't take that in a bad way. Um, oh, no, 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 not at all. Not at all. We um, actually went and saw them on Friday night. Uh, my family and I drove up there and uh, saw them play the Pelicans. Um, it was a lot of fun, but we, you know, when we watched them and that, that was their first game out of the break, um, and they gave up 71 points in the first half, and we were like, oh my gosh, like, it's going to all fall apart, you know, you know, Victor Oladipo's out, Miles Turner didn't play, I mean, it was, it was all falling apart. And, and Anthony Davis pursued, did play. Anthony Davis did play, <laughs> but, it, but it was weird, because he only played the first quarter, in the third quarter. Did yeah, not play the second and didn't play the fourth. He just had 20 minutes. Go on. Yeah, yeah. So, second half, you know, they start off, and they only give up 41 points in the second half. 
And defensively, they just just locked him up. And on top of that, though, Wesley Matthews, who was the new addition, uh, he got hot from three. And then Tyreek Evans, I mean, he went went off from three as well. So um, they're having some guys step up. What the Wesley Matthews pickup for the Pacers has been huge. He's played really well. Um, and Tyreek Evans seems to be playing a lot better. Um, once we get Miles Turner a little, you know, back healthy and um, so that he can be able to uh, contribute, uh, we'll be – I think we'll do all right. I think we're going to be all right. I mean, we're – of course, everything collapsed when Victor Oladipo went down, but um, those guys have really stepped up. You know, Bogdanovich is, was huge. Um, that guy, he can, he can play, man. So – I'm excited about where they're going to be. I don't know if they'll finish third because uh, they've got Philly and Boston chasing them. But if they finish top six, I'll be happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially after losing Old Depot. Yeah, you said that Philly and Boston are chasing them. Philly's two games behind them. Boston is mm-hmm. three games behind them. Right. Brooklyn is nine and a half games behind them. I think that I think that now there's a really, really, really slim chance that. Brooklyn would catch them. Right. I know that Brooklyn's starting to get a little healthier, but I I, I don't know if they could. Nine I, games is a lot. It's yeah. a ton, man. Nine that's and a half, a and like, yeah. there's just not that many games left. So I think I think that you guys are going to make top five. Yeah. Um. Here's my thing. Is I love the idea of the four or five being Philly and Boston. Oh, oh I love yeah. it. Oh, I love yeah. it so much. Yeah, you're starting off. First round already blood rivalry. I mean, two teams oh, that so good. can't stand each other. Like I, I love that. I love I it. I love that. And I love that Boston or Philly, whatever whoever's in the uh, the five seed there, would then have to presumably presumably play what Toronto, Toronto, and yeah. then if they win that, play Milwaukee and just. Yep. Playing Philly, Toronto, and Milwaukee in the playoffs before getting the uh, Golden State, I would assume, is, yeah. is a really, really rough road. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough stretch. That's a really tough stretch. If you're able to pull that off, uh, by the time you get to Golden State, I don't know how much you'd have left. You know what I mean? Yeah, but we went into yesterday with Miami as the eighth seed, and Detroit was uh, actually out of the playoffs. With Charlotte taking the L and Miami losing to Detroit, uh, Detroit actually moved up to the seventh seed. Yeah. So that was awesome to see. Uh, Detroit's the seventh seed, and they are just a game and a half behind Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. They do have a chance to get hot, um, and we could be looking at a Ben Brown versus Kyle first round matchup <laughs> the pacers and the pistons yeah um, yeah that that would be uh that would be interesting we'd have to we may have to little, put a little friendly wager on a little central division love oh yeah absolutely yeah uh detroit's playing well um reggie jackson's playing well i say reluctantly yeah. um andre drummond's still able to go out and give you 20 20 games yeah which to me are just insane to even yeah. say it out loud it's so like he's he's a monster man yeah. that guy's an absolute monster he is so underrated though so undervalued and underrated 2020 he is an absolute monster i mean gosh if if steven adams put up you know a dozen 2020 games in a season people would be you know doing backflips and stuff like that or you know what oh, I mean? yeah. any any other big man kind of in that same range um 
but he's playing well. You know, they lost Reggie Bullock in the trade, mm-hmm. and uh, they're they're still playing well, which is they are, which is great to see. Bruce Brown did get absolutely destroyed by Trey Young the other night. Did you see Trey Young uh, do that move where it was like I t- did? Oh. My God! I did. I and listen, was... <laughs> listen, Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown is like actually one of the better defenders on our team. Yeah, he's a good defender. Like that's his thing. He's he's long, he's quick, and it's mm-hmm. just like oh no. And Trey did the yeah Trey did that move and kind of lost him in the sauce a little bit. Put him in the spin cycle a little bit. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I was looking at that last night. Detroit's they they've won six of their last eight, and I know that when we were talking a couple months ago, they had a dreadful December. So for to see them bounce bounce back to where they're right there as the seventh seed, I mean, winning six of their last eight is pretty cool. Absolutely, I think that the thing I want to see most is for them to get their point differential. Right now, it's a negative one. Mm-hmm. Um, if they can get that up a little bit closer to even, um, I think that they'll be in the sixth seed. And with all due respect to the Pacers, I think that the Pistons can win a playoff game this year. Oh, I would, yeah. So. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, you have Blake Griffith. I mean, you have a top five player. I mean, he's yeah. Blake's, Blake's legit. Between Charlotte, Orlando, and Miami, um, they're really all just a game and a half behind each other. How do you see that eight seed playing out? Anyone you like more than another? Um, Charlotte has I, Charlotte has it right now. Orlando's just behind them. I I don't know, man. I I kind of like. I mean, I like Charlotte. Um, I like Charlotte because they're you know they're an athletic team. Uh, I like Kimba, of course, because you know Kimba's Kimba. He's going to do what he does. Um, and honestly, I I wouldn't be shocked um, if Orlando was there too. I mean, it, Orlando's kind of up and coming. They've they've done some things pretty well uh, in the last, uh, you know, even before the All Star break, and even now they've started to play a little bit better. Yeah, they won um, eight out of their last ten. Yeah, so um, it wouldn't shock me between Orlando and Charlotte. Um, I, I I don't know if Miami's got enough firepower to be able to to stay with those two, but. Um, and it wouldn't honestly, with only four games, four and a half games between Charlotte and Washington, it wouldn't surprise me if Washington got hot and kind of crept up there too. So those those four down there, I mean, I, it wouldn't surprise me if any of them made the that final that final spot. But I like Charlotte and Orlando the most. Yeah, Washington is weird, and we've I think we've said this um, all years. Like we don't know what direction they're taking. They're yeah. getting rid of guys, and they're going on cheaper, younger contracts, but mm-hmm. also they're not fully losing, and they're buying out guys, and it's right. it's a very weird situation. It is, but like you said, they keep winning winning basketball games. I don't, I don't know. It is weird. Yeah, and then we head over to the Western Conference, where the Clippers are still the eighth seed. Do you remember when the Clippers were the one seed? Yes, and we were super excited about the Clippers. Absolutely. And it was, are the Clippers real? Um, <laughs> and you know what? In that moment, they were real to us. They were real to us. No doubt about it. They were, but they have they have since um, decided it's best to keep their number one pick this year. 
and uh, <laughs> and go to the lottery, which makes sense. It does make sense. You know, is yep. it is it worth it to be an eight seed and, and lose the Golden State in four, or uh, keep a lottery pick? To me, it's easy. You know, keep the pick. So, yeah. I would assume they're going to continue to lose, um, which really leaves it up to Sacramento and L.A. Um, and I guess Minnesota. I don't think New Orleans is is a serious contender right now for the playoffs. So, no. Um, yeah, I mean, New Orleans isn't going to be a serious contender because I don't think they're going to ever play Anthony Davis over twenty five minutes. Yeah, I agree. I so, think they're really. I think they're really trying to preserve him. All right, I apologize for the technical difficulties there. Um, I think my audio cut out, and um, we're just going to cut out of this conversation about the Lakers and the Kings and the Western Conference playoffs and go to a uh, much more important topic, and that is Ja Rule. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ben, can you give me a Ja Rule line? Can you give me a, can you give me a quick Ja Rule? It, it's murder! <laughs> Perfect. So Ja Rule was hosting 90s night, which he pointed out in front of uh, in oh. front of the entire audience that his record came out in 99 and he's a 2000s artist. The whole thing was a disaster. A yes. disaster. It's like a minute 50 clip on the internet. Uh, press pause on the podcast real quick and go watch it. Okay, welcome back. Uh, <laughs> um what was your favorite part? Uh, there's many layers to the to the Jaw Rule halftime. Favorite oh, no, the, favorite part. The the best part for sure is when they show him performing and Giannis is <laughs> down at his basket, just shooting away, just shooting his warm up shots. And there's threes too. This man doesn't need to practice threes. What no. Is- <laughs> I mean, he's bombing away, bombs away, man, from three, and Jaw Rule's just performing his little heart out. I mean, in front of the Milwaukee crowd, who. I would say probably seventy percent of them have no idea who Ja Rule is. Oh, he's and a guy I from, know he's a guy I from know. the Fire Festival <laughs> right. documentary, <laughs> right? And I know for a hundred percent fact, Giannis had no idea who he was because he was out there shooting shots like he was not enamored by Ja Rule, not at all. It had nothing to do with it. Yeah, I think my favorite part personally was when uh, he told the DJ, "Are we ready?" <laughs> and the DJ said, "No." And he said, are we ready? <laughs> DJ kept saying no. And he was just nope. he was just on the court like. Uh, I, guess, I guess not. Just guess dead, not dead air repeating, are we ready? <laughs> it was. So there was two documentaries that came out. The Fire Festival documentaries, one on Netflix, one on Hulu. Um, both were basically uh, attempts at. Um, career assassination in, in job rule in a roundabout way. Oh, jeez! And this might have been the worst thing that happened to job rule in the last uh, in the last month. I think that I think he's just glad people aren't talking about the fire festival documentaries. Have you seen them? Have you seen? I have. I have not. Oh have my not. gosh! I fi- I finally met someone that hasn't seen them. Oh, they're incredible. So like like the twenty second summary. He starts a music festival. It's all a scam. The entire thing is a scam. Really? Um, oh, it's like millions and millions of dollars. Like they're scamming, and it's like legal people are getting into it. Oh, the whole thing is a train wreck. P- 
people are hold on, so hold on so did he start the fire festival and scamming people no so another guy started it but he was like the number one main endorser of it so like his name was attached to everything oh no you know what i mean in the same way we're like you know where most athletes don't you know they're not like making necessarily the business decisions but they're the face of the brand correct he was the face of it Oh, man. And he was out partying with the guy every day that was starting it, and it was all a sham. And they would take uh, people's money, and they would try and, and they would use the people's money to pay for their last scam. But then they would be out for the scam that they just did. So then they would have to make a new one, and yeah, it was really, really uh, bad. Uh, but it's it's a really crazy, um, like hour and a half to watch. Um, yeah, it's good. There's one on Hulu and Netflix, so you'll have to check them both out. And it's called Fire? Uh, F-Y-R-E Festival. Okay. Yeah, it was supposed to, they were supposed to have like Kanye West play and Blink-182 and all these crazy huge musicians, and like nothing happened. Literally nothing happened. Oh, they man. were renting out like villas for $10,000, and people got there, and the only shelter they had was like disaster relief tents. Oh, no. And, like, people paid. And, like, they flew to the Bahamas. And then, like, they didn't have, like, water. They told them that it was going to be, like, five-star catering. And all they had was, like, bologna sandwiches with cheese. Oh, Oh, yeah. And this is, like, Ja Rule attached to this. Oh, my God. As if the 50 50 Cent beef wasn't enough. Like, come on. No. So this was was in the last, like... uh, this is this happened in the last like two years, but the the documentaries came out in the last couple months. Okay. Um, so I'm sure that's why Ja Rule is now performing at uh, NBA halftime shows. Half- <laughs> 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 Gotta make a living somehow, dog. Are we ready? <laughs> I, guess, I guess not. I guess not. Oh uh, but that is all I have. I'm Ben. I'm gonna let you go so you can go watch those documentaries and catch yes, up sir. on all your jaw rule drama. <laughs> I appreciate you taking the time with me today. Uh, for everyone listening, appreciate you guys taking the time with us as well. Make sure that you um, subscribe to our podcast. We'd really appreciate it. That way you don't miss a beat. We got really awesome stuff coming for both NBA and NCAA. And uh, make sure you go to our website. 48minutesnetwork.com make sure you check that out articles game recaps um i know producer tim was just at the villanova xavier game um Mm -hmm. covering it for media so there's uh, a really really cool inside scoop on that and a bunch of other great things and then of course follow us on twitter at 48 minutes network and uh chat with us about what's going on whether it's Space Jam, um, Zion Williamson, or Ja Rule. We'd love to chat with you guys. So appreciate it, and everyone have a great week. Great night. Thanks.